Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Friday. I hope you're all doing well. And I am doing well. Had a game last night, another MacArthur game. So that turned out well. And I, I'm just kind of philosophizing. I'm, actually, I'm going a little bit deeper into something I mentioned in another episode. I don't remember. Probably had something to do with the adventure creation and things like that. And I wanted to talk about the flow, the flow, the, the adventure. And I wanted to talk a spe- specific thing about the flow because I am guilty of this. And it's something, I mean, I do this in everything. I'm, I, I think I remember, I think two episodes ago I talked about this real briefly in the context of something else. But I wanted to remind you that the game has a flow that you control, but the game also has a flow that it also, it, it's, I'm not saying it, you control the flow, but there's also, if you can get a, a beat going, beats going in your scenario. Sometimes, some games, if you get it right, they just sort of, either they write themselves or they play themselves when they're at the table. And what I'm saying about this is don't rush it. Now, I know game masters tend to, tend to get in love with an adventure, certain aspects of the adventure. And I relate to this because I do this on my own. When I first started, for another example, when I first started doing voice acting, the, the people who I did it for, the, the directors, the producers, or whoever, they kept having to tell me, slow down. Slow down. You're like you're running a race. And I really had to take that to heart, and I slowed down. What you have to learn to do, and this applies to role-playing too, is to don't just play the game. Tell the story, too, at the same time. You have a table full of people who are going to help you tell that story and will be involved in that story. And so don't feel it's all on you, but at the same time, don't rush it. I have this really bad habit whether it's stage shows or voice acting or just watching a movie or a TV show. I always want to get to the good parts, especially if I've seen it before. I always take out my DVDs or I go on my hard disk where I have videos and I just, oh, oh, let's watch the good part. Okay, fine. Turn it off. I feel like I have a shorter attention span than I used to, and I thank the internet for that. So I think that's most people anyway. So the thing is, with your adventure, you sit down, you prep it, you got the adventure right in front of you, either published or you wrote something. And what you have to do is not fall in love with it. And I say that for the obvious reasons, because players do what players are going to do, and you should encourage that. You should let that happen. I am not a killer DM. I am just, I'm not, I'm, you know, I've heard, you know, I, I go back, I started in 81, so I go back to, you know, people who were killer DMs and things like that. I just don't have it in me to do it because 
I'm too much of a, I think it has to do with, I'm too much of a film buff or film nerd because I want to see a good story. I'm not out to kill the players. I want to see a good action story. And killing off the players, it doesn't happen. It, you know, kill them off. I mean, yes, deaths will happen. Characters will get killed off. But I'm not going to go in there and be the guy who keeps killing them. If they kill, get killed from their own stupidity or whatever, that it happens. And, or in battle, even in an encounter. It may be too much for them and they croak. And so make a new character. I'm not going to kill them for for just circumstantial things, even though it happens too. Like, I had a, I had a game a while back, Astonishing Swords, but they're in the middle of a dungeon, and the ceiling collapses, and one of the characters didn't have as many hit points as everybody else, and she died. But I used some gem magic and came up with a plausible reason why she's at one hit point. It was basically telling the player, okay, and we did a roll to see if her luck hold held out because obviously it didn't. And so she was at one hit point, but she got, she got brought back to health because, okay, fine. It happens, but people also survived that. I've, <laughs> I've recently, a family member has survived something like that already. So there is a precedent so I'm not I'm not about to go out and just be a killer DM. But you also have to in your in your GMing wisdom not to fall in love with the stories. Now they always say don't fall in love with the NPCs and stuff like that. That's no problem with me. It's me it's like, "Oh, I can't hardly wait till they get to the spot." And I'd ru- I'd start rushing. I wouldn't railroad, but I start like rushing things to there. And you know as well as I that the players either are going to do it or they're not going to do it. And if they don't do it, well, you know, don't, don't, in other words, don't get your hopes up on them doing any of the cool scenes you come up with in your head that you write down. You write, that's why I say you write down situations you don't write on a plot. It's an, I call it an outline. So you got to learn not to rush it. You, it, you come to the scene, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, save it for something else. Save it for when you run this again with another group. Save this for, put somewhere else. It's just, you know, you take it you take it off the table, put it back in your bag of tricks. And just, you know, I've, I've had an image in my head for a long time about a fight with like goblins or orcs in a barnyard with a bunch of animals where everybody has to negotiate around the animals, and the animals get scared, and they start acting up, and you're trying to kill this orc, but like a, a horse is in the way, and he kicks the orc, and blah, 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 just like, you know, bedlam. And I've yet, I put it in a game, and it didn't happen. It You also got to, another reason why you don't have to, don't fall in love with these things and don't rush them, is the fact that they never go the way you want them to go. If you want them to go at all, like I said, player choice. Then player agency, things like that. I just, I've yanked scenes that I really love because because it just, they weren't, you know, they weren't, I wasn't feeling, they weren't feeling. And also, 
here's another reason what you should why you should not get in, involved or rather get in love with certain scenes and make them happen and rush to them don't rush that's what i'm trying to say because the game will flow you are controlling the flow the game will flow i find that out with my group every monday i find that out that i plan at these things here i always worry if i have enough and you know what i always have more than enough because of the way my players are. You'll have players who you put up a situation, and even the most innocuous, you've heard the old, the old story about the players falling in love with an, with an NPC that you created in like 30 seconds, and there's other NPC where you've put a lot of time in it, and they don't care about that. They want to see, they want to talk with this guy. You know, th- there's that story. So you have that, but you don't, it's, this is really, I, I've the the flow thing is really on my mind right now. That's why why I do it because my my players have the ability to stretch any encounter or any part of the story just by role playing. And I don't think of us as a real role playing. I don't think of myself as a role playing GM, one of those you know theatrical GMs. I think I'm pretty balanced because, yes, I'd like to role-play. I like to role-play NPCs, like to role-play characters. But at the same time, I like chucking dice. I like hitting stuff. And I think there's more to a story than just, you know, kill him and take his stuff. Or something like that. Not, not that I don't give them enough chance to. And, you know, it, it just happens. Me, uh, if I'm in love with anything, I'm in love with the random encounter table. I'm now writing scenarios where I, I bullet point it, things that, I, that are going to happen, situations, and how the piece, I don't say how the PCs deal with it, I'm just saying, this is how it happens. We'll find out what goes down when we get to the table. And that may change my scenario, that may not change my scenario, but at least one or two bullet points in the adventure, I will just write random encounter. Because I've had some of the most memorable stuff and callbacks to random encounters in my game. Three se- three or four sessions ago, I rolled a random encounter where they met a barbarian in a canoe looking for his girl. They passed by him when they were sailing to the Isle of the Ape Men. And they kept bringing it up, bring it up. And I rolled a random encounter last night, last Monday and it said barbarian. And it's like, you, you run across a barbarian and there's this really hot blonde chick with her. And he said, oh, we see you found your girl. Yeah. So there's a little closure to that. But at the same time, it was just, you know, are we going to run into that barbarian again? Never know. So slow the heck down. Don't be in such a rush to get where you're going. That's one of my, my problems. Is it's like if we're going on a trip. Let me take a road trip. We're going, sir. I want to get there. And so a lot of times we take a road trip, say, west, like to California or something. Or New Mexico, half the half the fun is getting there, what you see in the scenery. But me, I've always like, okay, are we there yet? I used to be that way when I was a kid. I'm, as I got older, I've learned to enjoy it more. And it's also slowed down my GMing, which is good. Not to say you ha- can't pick up the tempo, you can vary the tempo. It's just that you got to let the flow happen and give them a chance to do something in the game. Anyway, those are my words of wisdom. Take them or leave them. I'm going to go start my day. So, 
If you want to talk to me about this, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard@gmail.com or a voicemail on Anchor. And as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shrek, Mark C. Walring, and Gilbert Solaris for being my supporters. You guys rock. So, until I see you folks next time, keep it, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs>